0: Hey, Shortwave listeners, Maddie Sofia here. We know things are really tough right now, and our team is working around the clock to bring you the latest on the science of the coronavirus. Your contributions to public radio stations are what make that possible. So, if you're fortunate enough right now to be able to support our work, we're asking for your help. If you can, go to donate.npr.org short to find and support your local NPR station. Again, that's donate.npr.org short. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Here's one thing we know for sure. In general, older people are the most vulnerable to the dangerous complications of the coronavirus. And what part of the U.S. has the most older Americans per capita? the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is especially vulnerable because their healthcare system still hasn't fully recovered from Hurricane Maria in 2017, followed by a recent string of deadly earthquakes. Tonight, News 6 takes you inside the medical crisis in Puerto Rico. Tomorrow, March, On top of that, Monica falum a Ph.D. scientist right and a Puerto Rican, the argues there's a huge communication problem. There's not as much information in Spanish, and it's not always timely.
1: Recently, the White House put out some guidelines for, for the country on, on social distancing. And it took the government a couple of days to translate it into Spanish. And there were, I know there were journalists who were requesting, you know, where is the, the Spanish language information for this? And it took them a while.
0: A lot of Puerto Ricans speak English. But according to U.S. Census data, the overwhelming majority of Puerto Ricans who speak Spanish in their homes say they do not speak English very well. And some don't speak English at all. And in
1: a situation like a pandemic, having accurate and evidence-based Science based information about preventive measures, about how to take care of your health, it, it can actually be a matter of, of life or death.
0: So, Monica is trying to fix that. She works for a nonprofit called Ciencia Puerto Rico, a network of scientists and supporters trying to get the right information out about the coronavirus. And part of that is doing lots of interviews. And you know, early in the morning, you gotta warm up that voice. Because I am in California, and there's a three hour difference
1: in Puerto Rico, yeah, I've been waking up at five in the morning a lot more
0: than I I usually do. (laughs) What what do you got? Let me hear your vocal exercises. (laughs) I don't have any. You need to tell me. <laughs> Give me a couple of red leather, yellow leathers. Red leather, yellow leathers? Yeah, but you gotta say it fast. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow
1: I can't do
0: it. <laughs> so today on the show, how one group of scientists, educators, and community members are trying to bring accurate scientific information to Americans in Puerto Rico. And why it's not just about language, it's about culture, too. Today, we're talking with Mónica about Ciencia Puerto Rico. After each emergency Puerto Rico has faced, Monica says the organization has had to respond in new ways.
1: We are big believers of, of doing what you can with what you have from where you are. And one of the things that I have been leading in in particular has been essentially at a campaign to get scientists uh, speaking with the media. So giving people, mm-hmm. giving scientists the space and connecting them with different media platforms so that they can provide their expertise and in, in, in engage with the public and answer questions about uh, the coronavirus, about COVID-19, about public policy issues around this, about education issues.
0: So I know a lot of this has been online, but y'all have also been focused on newspapers and radio. Why is that?
1: Because we wanna make sure that this information, this scientific information is accessible to as many people as possible. Not everybody has access to the internet or not everybody knows how to navigate a a website to find this information. And so by working with different types of outlets and platforms, um, we're trying to make sure that we're reaching as many people as possible. Um, And so we've also been working with a radio station in in Puerto Rico, particularly morning radio shows on AM radio are they're very popular.
0: Jorge Colón, del Departamento
1: de Química de la Universidad de Puerto Rico. They go on and they Recifeo, answer questions from, from the audience okay. about okay. the okay. virus. Okay. They talk about public okay. health okay. issues. They've there talked about public policy issues. Yeah, um, I right. have I was on a couple of weeks ago and I talked about you know misinformation and, and false news and what people can do to To kind of fact check the, the information that they m- might be getting on on WhatsApp on social media to make sure that they're consuming good information and not false news. Um, I've I personally have done some segments with with Telemundo with Spanish language
0: um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: channels, and so we're we're trying to cast. A broad net so that we're reaching as many people in Spanish as possible. mira, concepto de aplanar la curva es importante porque básicamente representa el número de las infecciones. I know
0: there has been some, let's say, disappointment in Puerto Rico about how the government has handled big emergencies like uh, Hurricane Maria. Does that make it harder to get people on board with some of the guidance that we're receiving from the government? I think so. Um,
1: unfortunately, you know, in the last three years, particularly after Hurricane Maria, there were so many missteps. Um, there, the lack of of transparency was so severe with the government trying to, to make it seem like there were not as many deaths um, later being revealed that supplies were rotten in in warehouses. And so there is a lot of mistrust in, in the government. And I think that makes it a lot harder because in emergencies like this pandemic, You should be Mm -hmm. trusting that the government is doing what's in the best interest of people. But the government of Puerto Rico doesn't have a good track record. Of that, mm-hmm. and so I think people are looking for members of the scientific community, for um, academics, people that are not don't have an association with the government. They're looking at, at those people for information that they can trust, mm-hmm. and you know most of the scientists that that are. Are being part of of these communication efforts that we're leading. They're all they are Puerto Rican. Their families are in Puerto Rico. They live in Puerto Rico, and so they are speaking from a place of of deep understanding and and of deep concern and love
0: for for Puerto Rico. Yeah, absolutely. So you told me that one of the big problems is that even though there is you know some spanish-speaking information out there it's not in in context what do you what do you mean by that and why is that important
1: uh, well what I mean by that is that while information is you know information is universal, but the way that we understand and value and interpret any kind of information, but and, and also science, it's influenced by our culture, our context, by our life experiences, our previous knowledge, and in, in Puerto Rico and in, in other Latinx cultures, family is really important. We are a culture mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico in particular, I'm going to speak from my experience. Puerto Rico, we say hello, even to strangers with a hug and a kiss. Mm-hmm. That's not uncommon. And so when... People are talking about physical distancing, about staying at home. That is particularly difficult for a culture that thrives yeah. on on that level of closeness. And so it, it, you might need to do more to explain and to really help people understand why this is important. You might need to go the extra mile and, and to really... Communicate the empathy of, you know, I know this is particularly hard because it goes against our nature and it goes against
0: our culture. Yeah. So obviously we've been talking about how this is all going down in Puerto Rico, but obviously keeping people's cultures and languages in mind when we're communicating about this pandemic applies kind of everywhere, right? listen, the scientific community is,
1: is international. And, and and science is universal, Mm -hmm. but we need language to, to communicate. And I think it's very important that we remember that, you know, there's nothing better than hearing science in, in your in your own mother tongue. Like, there are things that I, I can't really express very well in, in English because Spanish is mm-hmm. my first language. And so there is not just an issue of, of understanding, but I think there's also an issue of of belonging, of of somebody, you know, made sure that this was not just in my language so that I could understand it, but so that I could feel like it, it is for me. It is part of me. like it, it, I matter to, to science. Um, and so I think that is, that's an important element of, of why making science accessible in non-English language is so important, particularly in, in a pandemic like this, where access to information that people can understand and act on can really be the difference between life and death.
0: Okay, Monica, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. Today's episode was produced by Britt Hansen and edited by Viet Le. The facts were checked by Emily Vaughn. I'm Maddie Safaya. Thanks for listening to Shortwave from NPR.